I like the saying that the best, uh, the fastest code is the one that you never have to run. Yes, of course. Mm. That you never have to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the fastest request is the one that you never have to make. Welcome to the JS World Podcast, powered by passionate people. Here we interview our speakers from the JS World Conference. We talk life, tech, and all sorts of things. Like what we have to offer? Like and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on at JSWorldConf on Twitter. Hello and welcome to yet another episode from JS World Podcast. My name is Matt Hatt. I'm a consultant for passionate people and here alongside with me. Hi, I'm Kisun, Next.js Ambassador, and today we have Filip Rakowski, uh, CTO and co-founder of Vistorefront. Welcome, and uh, yeah, happy to have you in, uh, in our conference. Yeah, can you just, you know, get us through your uh, talk, because actually one of, uh, of, of the reasons we didn't watch it, we were busy here doing some stuff, and maybe someone who's watching us right now didn't sure watch thing. it. Sure thing. So, like, the purpose of my talk is basically to raise a little bit more awareness uh, around uh, web performance. Yeah because I feel like it's being pushed a lot by Google. It's being pushed a lot uh, to business people, but at the same time, I don't think it's properly understood by developers. So my goal was basically to first like show that it's not hard yeah. to actually care about performance and to have a fast website. It's hard to be an expert, of course, mm -hmm. but it's not that hard to make a fast website. So I just show the three steps of the uh, response which first of them is server-side execution. If that happens, second one is a network transfer. And the third one is the client-side execution. And I just show you know, how to optimize each of those. I also showed a bunch of nice tools. Uh, some of them I would like to highlight. So one of them is WebPageTest, and it's absolutely amazing tool, mm -hmm. very performance. Uh, and another one is PartyTown, which is uh, a new kit in the block. It's not yet that common. When I ask like only three people, raise yeah. their hands. But it's amazing because the reality is that, you know, you can spend ages on optimizing your website. You can tweak everything. You can, yeah. you know, just look at every tiny detail. Optimize it perfectly. The score is green. You're happy. Yeah. You're fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And then the marketing team is sending you email. Oh, so we want to put this, 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 and this. And you're adding three megabytes of analytics scripts. Yeah. And suddenly, the score is 20. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's super, super explanation. So if you can get us through, you know, the party town thing, because, you know, some people, as you said, few people in the room know it. Most probably some of the people who are watching us don't know it. So can mm -hmm. you get us through it? What, what it is and what, what's useful for? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so exactly as I said, it's like for optimizing uh, the third party scripts, mostly yes. analytic scripts. Yeah. And in general, when you have your web, web app, it's single threaded. So when the JavaScript runs, it all runs one, like every instruction runs one after another, even if this is asynchronous, it's not yeah. really asynchronous, it's just delayed. Yeah. And then we'll still keep this main thread. And it was like this for a very long time. And then the web workers came, uh, like there are basically three types of workers and the web workers are basically allowing you to spawn a new thread. Yeah. It, there are, of course, some caveats, like it doesn't have access to DOM, etc. But the reality is, is that Party Town team is working on this. Mm. So you can actually delegate the execution of those first party scripts into this spawn additional thread. Yeah. So it's not impacting how your website is loading. It's, to me, really, it's it's amazing tool because Game this changer. is something that we're all dealing with all the time, especially in the e-commerce, when yeah. it's very, very important to have a fast website. Yeah. It was a nightmare. And with Party Town, you can basically delegate it to uh, delegate not any, because there is a list on the website and this list is growing. Uh, but most popular third-party uh, analytics scripts to the web worker and just run it there. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. super. And also, the barrier to entry is pretty low for a super efficient. Uh, yeah, it's extremely models. easy. You're yeah. basically, you know, just installing the package, mm -hmm. and then on every script you're specifying uh, the type uh, script slash party town, and that's it. And yeah, that you, now you blocked everything to, to come from part town instead, and you offloaded the, yeah. the main thread. Exactly. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounded to be, you know, a super good tip. That's great. So, what about, you know, server-side rendering because mm -hmm. this is controversial to be honest uh, if you have a heavy side that this side is taking too long to be loaded or to generate the the html mm -hmm. in my opinion this is hurting the performance more than helping it because everything will be loaded at once but for a long time yeah. it is loaded over over there in the server what do you think about this what how to fix that yeah i mean like you know if server side rendering is, rendering is exactly as you said so like at the same time, you're getting a huge boost because everything is already there. You don't need to wait for the JavaScript. But at the same time, you could stare at the blank screen for a very long time until the code is actually executed on the server, the HTML is generated, then it has to be transferred to the front end. It could take a lot. And basically, you know, like I like the saying that the best, uh, the fastest code is the one that you never have to run. Yes, of course. <laughs> that you never have to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the fastest request is the one that you never have to make. Yeah. Yes, there, exactly. There's a package actually like yeah. Snap.js which uh, helps half of your project. Yeah. So it's faster because you have twice less code, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's cheaper not to write code as, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is enough apps in the world. Like, we should do other stuff. Yeah, anyway, exactly. like, uh, Coming back to the topic, like so, what you what I suggest doing and what I am doing is basically caching it, and really you could use SSR for this, and you'll be, you know, in a very good situation if you cache it. You yeah. can use SSG; it'll work exactly the same. Honestly, like you know, there's a lot of praising around SSG these days, yeah. and you can save a lot of computing power on builds uh, sometimes on server-side execution a lot. Mm. But at the same time, if you cache it, like there are no differences. For example, in Vue Storefront, what mm. uh, we're investigating a lot, if it's worth for us going into SSG. Mm. But it turned out that it's just much easier to create a script that is warming the cache yeah. and just keep SSR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, mm. that's very wise as well. What about the, the, the client side? Um, I'm not uh, talking about the client side um, or the um, client side generation. I'm talking about the, the client side rendering now. Aside from the SSR, mm -hmm. so how now your your steps, your own steps that you're using to enhance the performance that you feel that all right, the main thread now is fully busy, mm -hmm. all right. What are the metrics that you're looking into, and what are the the things that you take care of, and mm -hmm. yeah, just uh, take yeah. us through your your process, your own one. <laughs> okay, so like <coughs> I usually have a list. Of course, like everyone have a list, and yeah. the more you're in web performance, the longer the list is because yeah. it's all like basically a subject of discovery. There are yeah. some low-hanging fruits, some known ones, but then you're discovering more and more. Mm -hmm. So what is on my list? So first of all, there are images. Mm -hmm. This is usually so a huge low-hanging fruit, and you would be surprised mm -hmm. how many websites in e-commerce have a full images on a product listing. Yeah. So you could end up like in, with 20 images that are completely unoptimized. Each of them is waiting two, three, sometimes 10 megabytes. Oh. I saw websites that could uh, download a gigabyte wow. data on the wow. product listing page. So imagine being abroad. Yeah. Opening this website without uh, tra transfer size sharing, and this kind of uh, you know images is, is critical uh, thing that uh, yeah it cannot be cut. So this is blocking actually exactly. the thread. Yeah. Exactly. So the first thing I'm looking at are images. They have yeah. to be properly sized. 
Mm. That's the first thing. A second thing, ideally lazy loaded. Mm. So everything below default can be lazy loaded and you don't even need to install any third party library because there is this property loading lazy. Yeah. And it's best to use the native features because SEO, everything will be adjusted into that. And if you're using first parties, you have to hack around. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Another thing is uh, basically code splitting. So I'm splitting my routes. So every uh, route has its own chunk. So I'm not mm. downloading as much code uh, as is possible. I'm only downloading the code that is actually needed for this particular route to render. Yeah. And I think this is like the golden rule. Like you should only execute the code that is needed for the particular view to render for your critical path and that's it. Yeah. Uh, another thing is uh, lazy loading some uh, off-screen components like, you know, models, uh, pop-ups, sidebars. Sometimes this could be also things below default, uh, yeah. which leads me to another thing, which is lazy hydration. Mm -hmm. So when you have SSR, basically like the one of the biggest bottlenecks usually is hydration. And hydration is making your static HTML that is coming right from the network. Mm -hmm. So what you're getting is not a virus application, it's just a bunch of HTML yeah. with a link uh, to the script and the script is being downloaded, executed, and yeah. it's taking over the static HTML and making it interactive. Mm -hmm. So it's hydrating it. Uh, like in the back to the future, we had this small pizza, we were putting it uh, in the microwave, it was hydrated, exactly. then it was big. <laughs> so this is exactly the same analogy. Yeah. But the problem is it could take a lot and your users will perceive this as loading because the, the website won't be complete. When they click on something, it could take a lot actually to see this interaction. Mm. So for Vue 2, uh, there is actually a plugin called Vue Lazy Hydration yeah. and you could install it. You can wrap the components below default or above default even and tell when they could be hydrated. So it could be on interaction, it could be when they're visible, it could be never, mm -hmm. which is also a very good strategy because mm -hmm. honestly, like a lot of content uh, on your website is static. True. You don't ever need to download this component if that was already generated on the server. React already know this. They have those server components. Mm -hmm. So you're actually only executing them on the server, on the client, you're not downloading them at all. You're not running them at all. They are not dynamic. Yeah. So we can do exactly the same with Vue. Uh, and from what we have heard yesterday from Evenio, uh, the same feature will be coming natively to Vue as well. Yeah. So, so in the meantime, what do you think of tools like Astro, Marco, or even Quick? Oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. Because but Quick have now a view. Yeah. Plugin yeah. Also, so yeah. Uh, this, there is like this new trend called island architecture, which yeah. means that instead of like a fully interactive sure, website, you have yeah. like islands of interactivity. Yeah. And Astro is, I think, the most common one. It has a great view support, but at the same time, you know, like those applications, they, I think like they, they apply mostly to simple websites with a little bit of interactivity, maybe for e-commerce as well, because this is usually not uh, so I mean, complicated. You, you can do SSR now also with it. So with the, the, oh, really? the latest you can right Astro. now do yeah. SSR with Astro. We, you can have SSR with uh, Netlify Edge, and so you can have it doing basically what uh, e-commerce site does. But uh, oh, of course, you, you will not have the whole ecosystem of Nux or, or like mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah. I was not aware, actually. It was released a few weeks ago, uh -huh. uh, but yeah, uh, maybe yeah, it didn't so maybe, make enough noise. Yeah, you know? Maybe the number of <laughs> applications right now has grown, but yeah. I was treating Astro basically as a tool as to, SSG. to build simple websites. Yeah. 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 And Marco, yeah, this is this is also a great thing Ma from eBay. Yeah. Yeah, for e Ma Marco is annoying because you have another syntax and it's like this on our, I mean, totally different thing, but yeah, Quick yeah. is perfect because you can still use view things and yeah. Yeah, Kiwik is amazing. Basically, everything that the Builder IO team is doing mm. for web performance yeah. is And their blog posts also mm. are really nice, uh, explaining yeah, really yeah. details. 
Yeah, and Steve is, is also a beast. Like, I'm not sure following him on Twitter, but he's sending so many tips. And we also have uh, Ryan from the SolidJS team who joined um, uh, Netlify, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe like a so, lot of people is joining yeah. Netlify. This so we, we, Netlify we, we have a lot yeah. of great things happening in this uh, yes, team, it's, so it's perfect. Yes, it's a yeah. great time to live, really, yeah. for web performance experts. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds great. It's these kind of islands. Now you are downloading only what you want, mm. and you're saying as well that these islands can be SSR. Mm -hmm. So that's a uh, yeah, great. So the first thing is optimizing images. Second thing is to optimizing uh, JavaScript. To optimize JavaScript, splitting them so we can offload this uh, you know time of downloading and parsing for big mm -hmm. portions of uh, of JavaScript. Yeah, sounds like a great plan. All right. So yeah, my my question now is, how often you're using this in your day-to-day -day job? Um, optimizing performance, I mean, or putting it in mind in new features. Is it after or you're putting it in mind from the beginning while you are designing? Oh, it really depends. Like I was doing some consultancy work. So usually when I was doing consultancy, it was uh, a very reactive approach. Yeah. So someone is suddenly discovering that performance is important. Yeah. They benchmarking their website and oh, it's terrible. Who would know, right? <laughs> so that's This is the best thing to do, like uh, coming to a new project and like, all right, I have a lot of stuff to fix, it's yeah. perfect. Exactly, <laughs> there is room for enhancement. Yeah, 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 and you're just, you know, entering there, splitting the routes, you're getting like, I don't know, 60% of improvement, Yeah. and saying, okay, my job is done. It's the <laughs> uh, best feeling ever. That sounds great. Yeah, 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 it's producing a lot of dopamine, but uh, honestly, like, it's best to start from scratch. Like, yeah. when you're starting the project, you have to mm. think about the performance from the very beginning, there is a lot of patterns uh, for that, like purple pattern, which is basically uh, push, render, yeah. uh, pre-cache, and lazy load. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. 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 Right. It, it is basically saying that you yeah, should yeah. push <laughs> the things that are something uh, yeah, from Google. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. are needed for your critical path as soon as possible mm. uh, yeah, to I, the I browser. Mean, and then lazy load everything else uh, in the background. And if exactly. this is possible, not even lazy load, but prefetch it. So the moment when it is needed, it's already there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That, that, that it takes us to you know, the main metrics that you're putting in mind while you are, mm -hmm. you are measuring the, the performance. Usually, uh, you know, the, the main thing uh, could be the, the core web vitals. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What, what else you you care about? Honestly, these days, mostly about Corobe Vitals, uh, but I'm also trying to approach it from the different way. Like, I'm trying to look at the type, like maybe a branch of metrics. So there, there's lab data, which is fully synthetical. And when you're running, I don't know, a lighthouse on your CI-CD pipeline, or when you're just benchmarking it from uh, PageSpeed Insights, or yeah. from your own browser, it is biased. It is biased by your of network course. conditions, it is biased by your machine, your, your machine, etc. No, For example, base, yeah. yeah, I think the most common way is using PageSpeed Insight, but PageSpeed Insights, as far as I know, is running this on simulated 3G. For mobile, it's Moto G4. Uh, and it's using the closest data center of Google that is not mm. occupied. So unless it's representing 100% of your users, it's probably not uh, the most accurate measurement, yeah. but the lab data is still good, but it, it has to run always in the same environment. Yeah. Then you can say, okay, so with this release we improved, or with this release actually it became slower. But it's still not telling you how your users are experiencing it. Yeah. This is where the real world data, so-called field data, mm -hmm. is uh, coming into play. And this field data is basically telling you how real users are experiencing your website. Mm -hmm. uh, real users actually using Chrome, yeah. so it's still not a full package, but we would expect that probably 
you know, users using Chrome have worse devices than users uh, using other browsers. And yeah. by other browsers, let's be honest, like there's only Chrome and Safari. There's nothing else. <laughs> by the way, on iPhones, you, you have only Safari. Even if you're using Chrome under the hood, it is using WebKit Safari. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is why you don't have uh, the same features that people that have uh, that have Chrome on Android, for example, supported. Yeah. Uh, like push notifications, this sort of stuff. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah it's collected from the Chrome users, but if you're doing good at Chrome, you're probably also doing good on Safari. Mm. And this is the data that I'm looking at the most. Yeah. Because if you optimize this, really, you don't need to care about the Lighthouse score. It could be terrible, it could be great, but as long as it's not translating to like a real business uh, metrics yeah. from the real users, yeah. it's Yeah, the, the, of course, the, the RAM, yeah. the RAM um, testing is really, really important and the more accurate, of course, I'm always defending this one. Yeah. But the lab testing as well is important as a baseline that you're measuring, mm -hmm. all right, that's the baseline, at least we are here in this numbers, but it might be fake, but mm -hmm. yeah, let's go with that. And from there, let's test how the users feel about it. Yeah, exactly. Right? You could, yeah. for example, put a Lighthouse score as a part of your performance budget, like a synthetic Lighthouse score, and mm -hmm. then say, okay, Maybe. like... We don't want to go below 85 on our CI/CD pipeline. We don't want, but this is not the only measurement that you should use. Don't, usually, yeah, usually this should be like, uh, or I would say this is the last measurement that you should put because I really don't yeah. believe that Lighthouse Core is a good measurement. Yeah. Like Core Web Vitals, maybe bundle size uh, to not exceed this magical 170 kilobytes of assets. I think it was even uh, it's more right now, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, we would like to, to, to blame the, the, the back-end team, look at the time to uh, first byte. Yes, so, so definitely, just definitely. Just blame them, I mean, ask them <laughs> that your API is not responding that fast, so... <laughs> well, in reality, like, you know, if you're a front-end developer uh, and we're doing server-side rendered application, we are the back-end team because the <sighs> yes, same code that's true. <laughs> but it's yeah. not this is our now the, the api has something to, to yeah yeah well. yeah if yeah, there, if then there, it's a devops <laughs> question so yeah it's oh now we are blaming each other so. <laughs> yeah we got it no, but, but i mean at the end it's like uh, also it's interesting to check the p95 for example uh when gov the uk removed jquery they mm -hmm. removed uh, 10 or 15 percent yeah and so this is also like one of the best metric but um yeah, let's maybe round this up because we are three guys who love performance and we can <laughs> yes. stay here it's never for an ending. hour. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 that's true. Would you like to get the owner? Hmm? Ask him the question. Yeah, so mm -hmm. to close that one, how uh, could you give us uh, a nice hack, uh, tech-related or not, that you discovered lately? Uh, yeah, it could be tech-related. And, and I think I already said about this because I wanted to tell about Party Town, but right now that I don't have this, Maybe I will give you another tip. So this is a traveling tip. So whenever I have a lot of clothes right. and I want them to be fresh for the next day uh, and I don't have an iron, what I'm doing is I'm rolling them. Rolling them? Rolling them and just putting into the back and they're perfect the next day. Mm, this is a Marie Kondo tip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> perfect That's a, one. a good tip, yeah. Rolling them that keep, yeah. keeps them, you know, as if you have an iron. Fresh and tidy. Yeah. And yeah. so do you roll them vertically or horizontally? Or doesn't it matter? doesn't matter really. Okay. Diagonally? <laughs> Diagonally, yeah. <laughs> Could be. No, I'm, I'm putting marijuana inside, rolling them and smoking. <laughs> That yeah. sounds a great thing. Thank you very much for being Thank with you. us. I, we enjoy it, very informative, and uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun as well. Definitely. Thank you. On the Thank next you. Conference, uh, regarding performance. Yeah. Thanks. Bye -bye. Thanks for listening, and until the next one.